Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. So in this episode, we're going to talk about welcoming a new baby into your family and how to introduce the concept and then the actual baby to the baby's siblings. So for those of you who have listened to any of our previous podcasts, you know that we always start with a little challenge, Bex. Yikes. This is where I present Bex with a scenario to see how much she knows. So if you haven't listened before, Bex is a mum of twins, but doesn't have any childcare experience or training so she is fully relying on her parenting experience um so we're gonna give her a challenge but don't worry we will come back to it and we will work through all the topics and then hopefully we will see whether bex has got it completely spot on or if there are a few tweaks that need to be made the challenge i have and it's one that you haven't been through because you had both your babies at the same time you're gonna have to imagine this one So you, let's imagine you had the twins, Mm -hmm. which you did, and you are pregnant again, Mm -hmm. and one of the twins is super excited, and one of them is not showing any interest whatsoever. What are you going to do with your little one who's showing no interest whatsoever? I think it's probably, I don't know whether it's helpful or not that one of them isn't excited because potentially it could be helpful because the one that's excited could sort of bring the other one along and on stream etc i think that i'd begin by not talking too much to the twins about the new baby coming although that is going to be difficult because if one of them's really excited they're just going to want to talk about it all the time i think i'm going to make sure that it we don't it doesn't take over our lives because i think if it starts to take over our lives and their lives then they're just going to get resentful about it i'm going to talk about it but talk about it in a way that makes it exciting so that it's something new I'm going to say that I understand why this little one doesn't feel as excited and that it's fine and that new baby will come along and it'll be their new friend and they don't there's nothing to worry about but if they are worried that they can come and have a cuddle and what have you. I think when the time comes that's going to be quite tricky because then your children are separated from you before then you go into hospital and things like that because obviously they can't come with you. So I think that's about making sure that they are with somebody that they really trust, so maybe with their dad, um, and you know that that's going to make it a nice time. But then obviously he's going to be in the hospital too, so maybe it's about leaving them with one of their grandparents. When they come into the hospital to see the baby if the one who's really excited just wants to see the baby and things that's fine and maybe I just get the other one and and get someone else to hold the baby and then twin that isn't as excited a cuddle mm-hmm. and just say hello I'm here and I'm you know don't worry it's I'm not going to take you away it's not going to take me away from you mm-hmm. makes you feel quite emotional it sounds like you're talking like you actually have done it I yeah. know I think I'm a bit old to have another baby 
I'm not sure how the twins would feel. No, I'm not sure. They, they'd probably love it, actually. <laughs> Age 14, they'd be like... That, in fact, it probably would be a lot easier. they would be mortified. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> I think they might be. Yeah. That's a whole other episode, yeah. talking <laughs> yeah. about teens. Yeah, so okay, how's well that? Okay, well done. Well, we'll come back to it yeah. as we go through what we talk about with preparing for siblings and see how much... When you have a new baby and you've got other children... That can be really tricky, can't it? Because like you just quite rightly said, actually, if, particularly if it's just a single child welcoming a new baby, they've had their mum well, and their dad or their mums and their dads um, to themselves. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually, it's really funny. I, had, um, I was talking to a friend the other day and she was saying to me, she's got two boys and a girl. The girl is the same age as my children, but has obviously been one of three, the third one of three for all her life. And the other two boys are getting quite a lot older now, so they're not wanting to come on days out and things. And I said, are you managing to still get your little, you know, your, your girl to come along with you on days out? And she said, yeah, she just loves being an only child. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it, isn't it? It's about that whole, you've had your parents to yourself Mm -hmm. or your parent to yourself for your whole life. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. there is this thing in your mum's tummy that is coming to take all that away from you. Or that's what you think is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I I think it's first starting to just... We all talk about this preparation of them understanding the concept of what is in the tummy becomes something that comes home potentially from hospital if you've had a home birth suddenly you know this baby's in your house that's a massive concept Mm. of going from a bump mummy's tummy growing um to suddenly this little person being in your life and watching your parents cuddling it feeding it everyone kind of cooing over it all those sorts of things that's a massive concept Mm -hmm. and as much as we can prepare children for it so we can read the books we can help them get things ready for the baby we can look at baby clothes we can do all of those things but we have to also think about the age of these children and that concept of this preparation and what it actually means you can never really fully prepare them I think is one of the pieces of advice I would say you can do all those things but that actual mental you know cognitive ability to be able to put those two concepts together mm-hmm. and make it mummy's going to give birth and then and you don't even know what that means no, do you? their world mm-hmm. is suddenly kind of turned a little bit upside down to be fair as adults making the leap from something being in your tummy to actually being a physical baby that you've got to look after is pretty. I was talking with my friend the other day and she has two children and we were sat with her youngest. He told me, because he's the second child, that um, he'd worked out that he was actually in mummy's foot and he climbed up her leg and into her tummy and that's how he got there as a baby and then he came out. It does turn out that he'd listened to a nature program and that's what happens for kangaroos. Oh. And they climb into the pouch. And so in his head, he'd made that connection. He then also said, and that's probably why pregnant women's feet are so big. (laughs) Because the babies come from their feet. Um, Which was hilarious. But in his head, if you think he's seven, 
Mm. And those concepts are still in there trying to make sense of how a baby comes out of the tummy. Yeah, so if they're a toddler, then you've got no chance really, have you? It is really tough. And Mm -hmm. I think having a really kind of prepare as much as you can, do all those things. You made a really good point about let's not talk about it too much, Mm -hmm. but let's also not ignore that it's happening. But striking a bit of a balance because... It's the same with anything. If someone keeps on and on and on, and you have to be aware that lots of people will say to your child, you're excited to be a big brother or a big sister, and they're a bit like, well, what is that? What is even a big sister? What is a big brother? How can I be excited about something? And again, this is all age dependent. Obviously, an older child has a better concept. Mm -hmm. But a younger child's kind of going... Do do, do younger children live in the moment as such as well? Because the future to them is a bit alien, is it? Mm -hmm. And actually, concept of time. Yeah. Pregnancy can go on, and mm. it's a bit. So it depends on how long they've known, and it's 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 quite a, a big thing for them to try and understand. And if everyone keeps talking about it for say months, mm-hmm. it can be quite hard for them to be constantly said, "Are you excited? What are you going to do? Are you going to help with this? Are you going to help with that?" Now, some children really engage with it and are really excited. It's a bit like a new doll. Mm-hmm. If that's the case or getting a new puppy that sort of thing they, mm-hmm. they may have that but for some other children there is that thought process of I don't know what to expect mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it but what does it actually mean so what would you do with the one that that so like I like in this scenario you've that's quite it's quite a good way to imagine it because actually you could have one or you could have two children but they Absolutely. could be either yeah um so I think it's always, you know, for the child who's not really showing interest, don't push it too hard. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you have to kind of... Very often, children who show no interest at, when you're pregnant, suddenly baby comes and they're very accepting. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's, that's how they are. For some other children, it is that they're just a bit anxious about what this is because they don't understand the concept. Reading books about a new baby coming... It might be that if you have friends who have just had a new baby, letting your children see them and talk about that. It might be that um, they help you prepare for the baby to come. Mm-hmm. So it might be that you put the cots or the crib into your bedroom, mm-hmm. but do it a little bit before baby comes. Because again, that concept of actually, you know, if your child doesn't sleep in your room with you mm-hmm. and suddenly they see a crib for the new baby and they get to sleep in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's and and the baby's suddenly there. Whereas if they've seen the cot, you talk about the baby needing to sleep there because it's you know because they're tiny and they need to feed and all those things. It's it always comes back to explain as much as possible, mm-hmm. but explain it so that there's not this feeling rejected. I suppose mm-hmm. it might be getting the baby toys out, or it might be that they go and choose a gift for the baby. Do they want to put a teddy in the in, for the ready for the baby? Do they want to help with things? If they don't, it's at absolutely fine mm-hmm. um, and we get quite a lot of questions from families who have quite young siblings so they might be kind of 15 18 months old and mm-hmm. they're going to be a new sibling and we've had quite a few people we haven't have, we? Yeah. and that again is quite hard because they're so little mm-hmm. again explaining those concepts but it is about just talking about it and explaining it but not to the point where you want a response and an acknowledgement every time because it it it's too much it. pressure on them. Yeah. And it's too much for so them. So you mentioned the present thing mm. about buying, so buying a present for the baby. Mm-hmm. 
lots and lots of people i mean loads of people mm-hmm. ha- say that they buy a present from the baby to the child mm-hmm. D- when would you give it to them and what uh, sometimes it's talking about what would you like the baby to bring for you when they come so it might be that it's in the hospital when your child comes to visit you um and the baby has it and mm-hmm. they they give it to the sibling um that's it's normally on the first meeting mm-hmm between sibling and baby for some people it doesn't feel right it just you know it's not something they do for other people it is something that they talk about and actually there's an element of excitement because they're actually going to get x Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when the baby comes so it kind of brings that element (laughs) of excitement yeah and it does start to make that kind of connection between baby and the sibling but for some people it just doesn't kind of sit right and that's absolutely fine it's what Mm -hmm. you want to introduce for your little one really mm-hmm. but it's quite nice for your little one to be able to choose something for their for the baby sibling. yeah that's sort of preparing before they come mm-hmm. so chatting about it do you let them touch do you, do you invite them to touch your tummy or yep. how do you introduce that to them i think you sort of say oh if you feel the kicks if those sorts of things and you go do you want to you know do you want to feel it the baby's in here i think this might be its elbow i think this might and again they may not have any kind of idea but it's not a problem if they say no they don't want to touch it or whatever some ba- you know you sometimes find little ones who want to actually lean on the bump or um, they just keep rubbing it and others just don't even really notice mm-hmm. that you've got a bump um, and so again it's about you know do it on their terms um, introduce them in a very kind of natural way mm-hmm. they don't have to do anything that they don't want to do no. I think that's the key part. What do you think children are frightened, of, are worried about them? It's the unknown. How do they know what you're talking about? All these adults are talking about it. Everyone's getting excited about something mm. that you don't really know what it actually means. And so, and it can take a long time. But what if you've got like a four or five-year-old? Mm-hmm. If you've got a four or five-year-old, because they kind of know that babies cry and babies need cuddles and babies yeah. need bottles and you know all of that kind of thing do you think that they worry that that's going to take up loads of time or they're going to be really noisy i don't think they'll have that concept concept as such i think it's much more about kind of where will they sleep Mm -hmm. um what will they do and we talk about feeding and all those sorts of things and actually they're trying to build that picture and they're trying to work out what that, you know, do they have their own bedroom? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, thinking about those things. Are you going to have to move everyone around for this new baby to come? If you are, you want to do it. How far in advance do you need to do it then? Because you might have to move your other babe child. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. oh, so right, yeah. actually, if you're, you know, if you have, um, if you want to prepare a nursery and your other child or you've got two other children or whatever, and they all need to kind of shuffle around mm-hmm. a little bit, you want to be doing that good six eight weeks at least before baby comes so that they've transitioned that's not a massive change and then they can prepare for baby if you can do it earlier even better Mm -hmm. and again for them to be able to choose things for their new bedroom Um, if you have a very young child who's going to become a sibling sometimes the temptation is to either move them to a bed quicker Mm -hmm. um, or change their cot or do all those things because you want it for the baby really think seriously about that before doing it you know taking away a crib or a cot Mm -hmm. that they've slept in 
Is that like a safety thing as well? Yeah, and it's your sleep space. If mm-hmm. you suddenly got chucked out of your bed because someone else yeah. needed it, you're not going to... Be very happy about no, it. No, unless you obviously get upgraded. Yeah. To, but again, it's... <laughs> Which obviously I would. Obviously. There's no way anyone's chucking me out of my bed and not <laughs> no. giving me a better one. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they, it's not about saying, we need this for your baby it's more about would you like to look at a new bed and what does that look like so you've just got to be a bit careful about how you phrase things you're not new babies coming in so therefore you have to move you have to move you have to move bedrooms we need your bed we're taking all this stuff off you and you have to remember a lot of the stuff that we end up pulling back out is stuff that these our older children have had Mm -hmm. and so suddenly there's a familiarity it was theirs almost that was mine and Mm -hmm. suddenly it's back and so it's being quite conscious of not taking from your child, you know, your older child mm-hmm. to give to your baby unless they've suggested it or you've pre-prepared them mm-hmm. way in advance. And it's kind of avoiding this whole, you're going to be a big boy now, so you need to be, you know, we tend to do things like move to a, to a bed maybe a little bit before they're ready because you want the cot. Mm-hmm. It can be that we think about potty training because... Yeah. You want to get it out of the way. Yeah, because you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily want to be doing it when you have a newborn. Mm -hmm. Um, It might be starting nursery, because you might put them in nursery a couple of days a week. So you've got a bit more time. Yeah. Um, And so those sort of big things, and suddenly you keep saying, we all do it, we're all guilty of it, this whole, going to be a big boy now or a big girl now. And they're a bit like, hold on. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for all this. Some children have asked and continually ask for a sibling. Mm -hmm. Others go... I didn't sign up for this. I'm quite happy. Yeah, I am I'm okay. I like my bed. <laughs> I like what's going on. I like the fact that I haven't got a baby here. And so suddenly to have, again, it's putting yourself in their position mm-hmm. and how does it feel? So as gently as possible and forward planning as mm. possible to prepare them. So when you're going to go into hospital mm-hmm. and I mentioned that you know do you prepare them about what's going to actually happen that day mm-hmm. when mummy goes into hospital so do you prepare them for where they're going to go who's going to go with mummy how it's going to work mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah they need to know who's going to be looking after them do they stay at home you know because if it happens in the middle of the night and suddenly who's going to be there when they wake up in the morning how far in advance do you do that then you just chat about you know ongoing type yeah i'm gonna go into hospital you know obviously some families will have babies Mm -hmm, at home at home and again you need to explain that concept to them Mm -hmm. as well going into hospital might have to be there and i might have to stay overnight and it could happen in the middle of the night and if you wake up in the morning you know granny might be here or auntie such and such might be here or uncle i would also suggest that those people who you've got lined up to support when you do go into hospital or go to have your baby, um, let your children have some time with them before mm-hmm. that happening. So, have they tried putting them to bed? Have they, you know, do they know what they like to eat? Do they know? Because yeah, you don't even know that you might have to stay in hospital for a couple of days. A couple of days. And yeah. actually, you want your children to be as comfortable and happy mm. as possible. Little things like, do they, how do they like to go to sleep at night? Mm-hmm. What's their kind of, what are the timings? So the more you can write down for people, mm-hmm. um, again, it just takes the pressure off of you worrying because you've gone off to mm-hmm. hospital and have to leave your older children. But it also takes pressure off the people that have to look after mm-hmm. those children. And then ultimately your children who are at home aren't mm-hmm. worrying because... But if you're going to have a home birth then, would mm-hmm. you have the children at home? Well, it depends what you whether you want to it's or not. It's your doesn't wishes it? ultimately. Yeah. For yeah. some families, it's absolutely that's the what thing you want. To do. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. that concept is you know something that some families yeah. really want to do and then obviously it depends on how everything goes when your older child or children come to visit mm. try not to be holding the baby yeah so that i was right there wasn't mm-hmm. i yeah give the baby to someone else yeah or have the baby in the crib um by your hospital bed mm-hmm. or whatever it might be that you have just so that your arms are there to mm-hmm. greet them and give them a cuddle and you're completely kind of mm-hmm. engrossed in them it's t- kind of turning it around and going imagine if they've missed you they walk in the door and suddenly you're holding this Mm -hmm. new bundle which in our heads is a lovely image Mm -hmm. to a child it's like who is that yes (laughs) and actually even for the child who really wants to have a sibling it's still quite hard Mm -hmm. to see someone else being cuddled being cuddled by Mm -hmm. your main carers Mm -hmm. whether that's mummy daddy you know whoever Mm -hmm. it is and so sometimes having baby who they can just go and look at in mm-hmm. the crib rather than so do you give do you leave their own leave it for their own time give it their mm-hmm. own time so give them a cuddle and then almost like just let them see if they go and yep. see the baby and what have you I, I was with a family who had a baby really excited older two children came to visit super excited and we we're like wow they really really mm. love this new idea of the sibling and the eldest went in and was just like oh how cute the now middle one turned around and went what did it bring me <laughs> and everyone went what do you mean and it's like, where's where's my present from the-? which there was one because that's what the family chose to do and it took quite a long time for that child to warm up and actually so you they just left it yep it was like fine yeah yeah everyone was in the hospital room everyone was just doing what they needed to do there was no forcing it there was no you don't have to have mm-hmm. a cuddle if you don't want to and it actually naturally happened when we got home, got home yeah. but in the hospital it was absolutely there was nope. no interest <laughs> at all um but that was you yeah know, something that we accepted and and so do you then talk to them about when you're coming home Yep, you'll know how quickly you're going to get home mm-hmm. or not. Um, and you might say to them, you, you, know, you may come and visit me in hospital or I may come home early. And mm-hmm. again, we talk about hospitals. If you're going to have a hospital birth, that can be quite worrying for some children. Yeah, because hospitals are where you go when you're poorly, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. so actually it might not be the concept of you having a baby. It might be the more concept of you going to a hospital. Mm. And it depends on what they understand of what mm. happens at hospital and all those sorts of things when it p- previous experiences yeah, of people who have had gone to go in to hospital and, stuff, and they've yeah. been in pain and things like yeah. that so i think it is about just saying to them no there's a special place where all people mm. go to have their babies mm. use that wording with you know there's midwives there's doctors they look after us mm-hmm. but it's just you know and it, so that they feel involved mm-hmm. i think sometimes we can really kind of put a barrier around it and it can become something that they then start thinking mm-hmm a lot about and you know what children's imagination mm. like so yeah go go wild then don't they yeah. so when you do come home then mm-hmm. how do you sort of play that because obviously when you come home there's just going to be floods of visitors coming in see the baby and all that kind and of thing that's probably one thing you need to really think about mm-hmm. um how many visitors do you really want to have you need to connect as as a family mm. Um, and in some respects, you know, actually not having very many people is quite a good thing. You know, having had event. the pandemic with all of people not being able to come round, mm-hmm. actually the bonds that all of the family made would have been 
Hopefully easier we, yeah. to, to make potentially absolutely yeah. it can be more tricky because you haven't got support and help mm-hmm. it, there's pros and cons Counts with everything isn't yeah, there yeah. but mm-hmm. um actually having too many visitors is just hard on everybody yeah. it's thinking about those visitors and who do they acknowledge first if you are a visitor mm-hmm. going in always try and acknowledge the older children first mm-hmm. because actually if they sit and watch every time everyone walks in the door, when it was previously them who had the attention, mm. that everyone suddenly starts going, oh, let me see, oh mm-hmm. my goodness. And it's a bit like, oh, well, hello, I'm here. <laughs> and so if you are the visitor, always try and mm-hmm. acknowledge the older children. Mm-hmm. And if you bring in gifts, it's always quite nice to look at giving a gift to the older children. It doesn't have to be a major big thing. But just sometimes an acknowledgement. Something just to say. Yeah. You know, because why does the baby get it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's quite a... I think it's... To turn it round and think about it from a child's perspective, if you put it into an adult world, if you imagined, you know, you're at home and your partner comes home and introduces this new partner who's come to stay for a couple of weeks... <laughs> Everybody loves them. Everyone's chatting to them. Everyone's only imagine how you would feel. Like, yeah. And that's kind of... Yeah. The love you have for your partner yeah. is huge. And that is what your child has for you as a parent. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly this new little person, even if they're really excited about the idea, it takes some kind of mm. processing of, oh, I hadn't thought that they would... Mm be sleeping in mummy and daddy's bedroom or when I go to bed they stay downstairs yeah that's a big thing isn't it yeah all those sorts of things it's like well hold on I want to stay yeah and it's our job to really make sure that they don't feel on the edge of everything Mm -hmm. going on it's a huge conflict for a lot of parents so does it sometimes really trigger it can then potentially really trigger some behavior issues then presumably well it sometimes the first time they may have felt the emotion of jealousy yeah yeah and that's a big old emotion to feel and that whole fear of missing out Mm -hmm. because actually i might have to go to nursery well hold on they're having a nice time going for a picnic or something you know what's what what's daddy gonna go and do with the baby whilst Mm -hmm. i'm at nursery or um actually i've got to go to school Mm. And I don't really want to go to school because mm, actually they're going home and playing at home. Yeah, yeah, and and so there's quite a lot mm. of processing for them. I said it could be the first time they felt jealous. Mm. Jealousy we all know affects everyone mm-hmm. in slightly different ways. Mm-hmm. It is about kind of really making sure that you're sensitive to what they might be feeling and it's not necessarily that they don't like the new baby or they don't love the new baby. They could still have a huge amount of love. But also, there's a real kind of, oh my goodness, what's my place in this? What's my place in this family now? Mm-hmm. You know, we all work on pecking orders. Well, if they've been the only child, mm-hmm. well, what, where <laughs> do I sit? Who's who's the more important now? Because actually, what I'm seeing is they get fed, they get cuddled. Mm. There's a lot more need for them. So does that mean they're more important? Yeah. And actually, that's when we can see the behaviour because the behaviour can be okay. I'm going to do this because it will get attention. Yeah. I'm going to do this because actually I'm just overcome with emotions and I'm just trying to process them. So do you need to try and spend some one-to-one time with yeah. them then? I know it must be really hard seeing your baby brother mm. having to be cuddled, but he's got tummy ache and we mm. need to do this. But 
we're going to do this when I'm done. You will love them both, or however many children you have, you love mm-hmm. them as much as equally and everything else, and you will feel that it's, a, it's trying to strike a balance. And it mm-hmm. can be t- tricky when you have a baby who's crying and potentially mm. a toddler who really needs... And I think it's not... Don't be so too hard on yourself. It yeah, so what do you do? If your baby's crying, they need a feed, your toddler's lying on the floor kicking off because they are tired maybe or that that they just want your attention Mm -hmm. what do you do well I think it's about going I know I I can see that you really want me to come and play Mm -hmm. but can you see that brother really needs his milk I would say if you can having things like invitations to play up your sleeve Mm -hmm. so that um you can kind of prepare for that and be like I've got you could you'd have a tray set up mm-hmm. with some play-doh okay i'm going to come sit next to you whilst i feed and we're going to play with the water mm-hmm. and it might just be that you have to have a few of those things mm-hmm. obviously like the basket all those sorts of things acknowledging that it's really hard for mm-hmm. them to have to wait really proud of them for waiting their baby brother to have their yeah. milk but you're going to play and where possible bringing in that one-to-one time so mm-hmm. if your partner comes home even if it's 10, 15 minutes, it really is kind of key mm. for you to have that one-on-one time. Each week, if you can try, if you have these visitors that mm. are saying, "There's what can we do? It'd be like, <laughs> actually, can you have the baby for an hour? I'm just going to take X to the park for yeah. 45 minutes. People always say, how can we help? Yeah, well, that's how they, they can do. help. Exactly. And, so, and also things with meals, so that you're not feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. with constantly having to do meal times and things like that. If someone's done you a meal that you can just get out of the freezer, it gives you that little bit more time with your older child. It does. The preparation, and I hate to say it, but in the evenings, if you can prep for the next morning, mm-hmm. as hard as it is and as sleep-deprived as you could be, mm-hmm. it pays off the next morning. Even just getting everything ready, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Have you got three top tips <laughs> for bringing a baby home? Um, and introducing them to the babies what are your three main things i think prepare before they come home Mm -hmm. but be aware that that concept of bump to baby Mm -hmm. is huge and so you think you might have it nailed before Mm -hmm. and it might just go there may be some bumps in the road it's completely and utterly normal and Mm -hmm. natural or it could go the other way absolutely it depends on your child and how they're going to react but don't kind of force yeah that on them be prepared but also understand that that preparation before doesn't always for them connect mm-hmm. with what happens when baby comes when it home. actually arrives yeah having that one-to-one time even if it's 10 minutes in a day mm-hmm. where you just completely connect with your older mm-hmm. child children or child someone else holds baby if you can if your you know situation allows for that and then having that hour a week mm-hmm. where it's just just you two. Mm-hmm. And, and if you have more than one older sibling, then it's finding that time with them across the week. But it does play hugely in a benefit yeah. in the long term. And then thirdly, understand that it's a process and mm. that there'll be a huge amount of emotions. They'll be excited. They could be jealous. They could be... Um, Oh, so happy, so cross. Cross. They mm. could be confused. Mm-hmm. All of those things. We can sometimes find that older siblings want to kind of 
completely be over the baby and they want to take over and they want to be like a mini Mm -hmm. parent and it can feel quite overwhelming that way as well notice that there will be those kind of phases and all the emotions that come we all experience emotions when Mm -hmm. a new baby comes it's the same for our children but they don't have the cognitive Mm -hmm. ability to kind of adjust and understand the concept in all cases it's a big thing isn't it it is and it's it's a a huge thing. thing and like some you know they haven't necessarily asked for this. No. You had a couple of funny stories you've told me about new babies coming home, but you're probably going to look at me and say, I can't remember what they were. Yeah, no, I have. Um, I had one family where they brought home the baby. They thought they prepared beautifully, and um, this little one was not keen at <laughs> all, um, was not impressed. When the midwife came to do a check, he asked, how long was it until the baby went back again? Um, because they didn't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. And the midwife's like, oh, that's mm. a bit awkward. He really struggled. And oh. he, it, it was a very much, that there was a real strong jealousy aspect mm-hmm. in there. Um, and then one night dragged the bin over to his mum <laughs> and said, I think you best put him in there. <laughs> and his mum's like, I can't put him in the bin. And he's like, no, you can you can that's where we put stuff yep. we don't want yeah and mum was mortified i bet mom that was, was really, really sad. upset yeah and really sad and thought mm. that they were never going to have a relationship she'd actually v- envisaged that they were never going to have a relationship as brothers oh and that this was it they they just weren't ever going to get on and i'm like he's three <laughs> and well i think he was two and a half at the time and his sibling is three weeks old yeah. We're probably okay. <laughs> it will grow and it will develop, but it's just a real huge time of a Yeah, you know. it's a big shock. Um, and it? one of my jobs, I was actually employed because the older sibling took an instant dislike to their new sibling. Um, so I was employed to just purely be on watch. watch. And so mm. I had the baby to make sure. And again, now, you know, they're, they're in their 20s now. It was fine. It was mm. just this real... And actually, I don't think it was ever done... Because she wanted to hurt him. No malice. She yeah. was just a bit intrigued. Mm. And she just, you know... And so she was trying to help mm. a lot of the time, which didn't really help. No. Because, you know, she was only three. Just a bit too much. Yeah. But um, but then I've also worked with families where the sibling just utterly adores mm. the baby. Mm-hmm. Won't let anyone near it. And it's it's lovely, but it can... I think sometimes from the adult's perspective, it can feel quite smothering Mm -hmm. of what they're trying to achieve. And um, so it it can just really... So many different experiences, aren't there? Yeah, Yeah. and I I think the biggest comes from how you feel as a parent and Mm -hmm. feeling like you have to split your time Mm -hmm. and that kind of, are you giving enough to one and to the Mm -hmm. other? That is completely and utterly normal normal Mm -hmm. feeling. And I think understand that it, get, it does get easier mm-hmm. or it, it changes, it develops and there absolutely can be those real positives. One of the things that I sort of have taken away from all of the things that you've said is about not expecting too much mm-hmm. of the whole situation and making sure that you don't do too much at the same time. Yeah. So not like trotty training, doing moving them cot to bed etc etc it's that to me seems like a really big take home from that there's a lot going on anyway yeah it could be the first time that mum's been away mm. since they were lit since they were they anyway were yeah, born. yeah and that actually they don't quite know how long they're going to be gone mm-hmm. all of that build up 
can be quite overwhelming yeah. and I think yeah the amount of change trying to keep that to a minimum within reason again, yeah of course you, you have to do stuff don't you but you know some people even have to move house yeah 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 and <laughs> so sometimes it's unavoidable isn't it, it and is. if it's unavoidable you just have to go with it don't you you do and you will be at, you'll get there and it'll, it'll be, be fine. For, yeah it's about the smallest weeks mm. work your way up if you can do it all yeah. great if you can't you work I think sometimes people are worried, and I have to say I'm guilty of this as anybody. People worry that something that happens will affect a child for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And I always remember you saying that to me. Nothing is unchangeable. You know, no. you can bring it back. You can. And there's so always you, the yeah. There can be those rupture mm -hmm. times, but there's always the repair. Yeah. And I think it's always about just your child utterly adores you you're their mm -hmm. parent and so ultimately as long as they know they're loved mm -hmm. and they know that you're doing the very best for them which they do then actually that's all that matters that's isn't it? all yeah. that matters good enough yeah you're and i think enough. always look back and, and for some people their childhood was much harder but if you look back at people who you really love and adored in your childhood mm -hmm. whoever that might be it might not be your parent it could be anybody there will be times where they didn't call it right mm -hmm. or they had to do things and you know they might have told you off or they might have you know messed up a bit or whatever you don't remember it no you remember them because you love them mm -hmm. and that basically all the other times they've given you everything they need you need yeah you don't remember those things. That's yeah. the key bit. I it think we is, all yeah. it's all a negative and if you've had a bad day and you mm -hmm. haven't played with your toddler enough, enough yeah. that they're gonna remember it when they're in their thirties, then no. they're not. No. However, it is just about striking a balance yeah most parents always want to just do the very, very i think best. probably the worry about it actually happening is worse than it actually happening itself, isn't it? Like most things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're conscious of it, you're very much... If you're conscious of it, the likelihood is you're doing really the well. Right, yeah, yeah, because that's true. actually, if you're worrying about it, you tend to compensate for yes. it. So yeah, yeah. if you're aware of it, then you're probably doing it doing and it doing enough. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, that's probably mm -hmm. us. So, yeah. um, I think you did very well on your, oh, your challenge. I think you... Any points that you'd pick up? No, I think you... Mm -hmm. So if I had another baby... <laughs> if you had another baby... It would all be fine. Absolutely. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire, and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then.